Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast with Bernie, Gus, Jeff, Joel, and Matt. Listen as they discuss some things like video games, also a bunch of stuff that totally isn't lame. So sit right down and enjoy some cake as you listen and enjoy. The Rooster Teeth Drunk Take. Well, now I want to commit suicide. <laughs> it's a sad song. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. That's like a super amp up song. Everyone's like super high energy now, right? It's like, <laughs> Holy cow. It's like <laughs> drowning pool or something. Drowning <laughs> pool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let the bodies <laughs> Hey, I have a question. People, uh, people commit suicide, right? And it's not funny. When people do that, but no. it's stupid. And a lot of people, like in their teenage years, like I would say, I would wager that teenagers are the ones that commit suicide or attempt suicide the most, right? Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Getting serious about this, right? And you know, when I'm you're a staying, teenager, I'm staying out of this conversation. When you're a teenager, no, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm gonna, <laughs> come, with, I'm gonna come in with a, a life ring in about a minute here, guys. When, when you're a teenager, and uh, you, you know, you're all into music and shit, right? Because you know, it speaks to you and it matters, and you know. It uh, helps you rebel against your parents and all that nonsense. What do you think the band is that the most people have committed suicide to? <laughs> is there a stat to that? Would it change over time? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's classics. People still listen to the Beatles every day. I'm sure people still kill themselves to certain Beatles songs, or maybe right? maybe it peaked at some point. Maybe. I don't know. Man, I, don't, I have no idea what you're getting at here. I, I'm I, gonna... I don't know. This is an awesome start to the I'm just podcast, curious. But... Like, I mean, it's a, somber, it's a somber thing, but I mean, like, people listen to music all the time, right? I listen to music when I'm... I don't know, washing the dishes. Why not listen to music mopey, when you kill yourself? The Cure, uh, you know, or like Mazzy Star, or yeah, yeah. Mazzy okay. Star. What I could the, see that. What is Mazzy Star? What is that? It's, it's like, a really somber, sad sounding band from the nineties. Yeah, Mazzy Star. Yeah. Never heard of them. Uh, Fade into you. That was their big hit, right? That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you'd probably recognize that song, but maybe not not much else. Are we, yeah. are we counting accidental overdoses? <laughs> sure. In the tally. Sure. I gotta say Pink Floyd then. Oh, that's, that's a good call. one. That's yeah. a good call. There you go. I'm going to declare it on the drunk tank right now. <laughs> it's the number one most suicided band. All right. Pink Floyd. We'll, we'll do some research afterwards and we'll see if we can find out. <laughs> I'm going to go contact our lawyer. <laughs> is, but, is Pink Floyd a very suey band? Suey band? I don't think um, so. They're not on iTunes, I don't think. Yeah. I, don't know if they, I don't know if they've really ever litigated against people, though. Do you hear the hubbub with Gene Simmons? Yeah. No. Gene Simmons is now like the Metallica of 2010. Really? He, he, was like, he a, just discovered the internet? No, he was like, yeah, he was at a con- uh, conference or something like that, and he just decided to start uh, talking about piracy and about how you should absolutely sue people if you find out they're pirating their stuff. You should take their jobs. Yeah, so you take their jobs, take, take their, their cars, take their house. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Do you guys honestly think anybody still listens to Kiss or Pirates Kiss? Well, I don't know, but he was upset about it, and then I think some people went after him and DDoS'd his website, and <laughs> he got angry, and now they're threatening to do it again. <laughs> when, I was, when I was a kid, I had KISS trading cards, and I knew all their names, and I would conjecture with my friends what they looked like under the makeup, all that stuff. Really? And I had a friend who was a KISS fan way beyond when anyone was a KISS fan, when they actually took their makeup off. Right. And he was really excited about it. I know KISS really well. I know every member of KISS. I cannot tell you a single KISS song. Uh, fact, years uh, later, I learned that Detroit that, Rock City, right? What's the Hey, uh, I Want to Rock and Roll All Night? Yeah. 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 
I learned that was a Kiss song, and I go, oh, that's a Kiss song. I, I did not know that. <laughs> it was weird. It's like they're just such a gimmicky band. I agree. That, speaking of gimmicky, they, they might be the ultimate sellout band, too, when it comes to merchandise. Do you remember a couple of years ago, they were shopping around, they had the Kiss coffin? Yeah, they have everything. He yeah. talk, Gene Simmons talked about coffin? that. You can literally buy a Kiss coffin like, if you're a big enough it? Kiss fan. It's a coffin that has, like, Kiss logos, Kiss logos airbrushed on it and shit. Wow. Yeah. So if you commit suicide to a Kiss song, you can then eternally rest in the Kiss coffin. It all comes back together. Yeah, it's it all does. circular. And then Gene Simmons will sue you and take your tombstone. <laughs> sue you into the fucking ground. <laughs> And back out again. <laughs> so I might have inadvertently pirated a Kiss song just because I didn't know any of their songs. <laughs> I wasn't aware of what they made. But yeah, Gene Simmons is. There's always some guy who's gonna be, who's gonna take up, you know, that fight. Well, I don't and know if I he's guess taking up the fight now. so much as just being the target. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's. It's like they don't just randomly pick somebody, you know? Yeah, right. I, I mean, it'd be nice if they did. They get rid of a couple bands. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but, you know? Yeah, it's usually somebody who starts talking about it. And, you know, and all the artists, all the other artists kind of leave that person out to dry. Gene Simmons is an easy guy to do that with because he's not – I'm not trying to be rude, but he's not really that relevant right, in terms right. of music. You know, he's more like a reality show guy now. But, I mean, Metallica, when they're they're up in front of Congress, um, you know, testifying and kind of fighting for everybody, you know, I mean, artists – there were a lot of artists who agree with him who just were smart enough not, yeah. to, not to have the Keeping spotlight the shine on them. Yeah, there were only a few who I think who came out in support of them. I think uh, at the time, I, the only one I remember besides Metallica was Dr. Dre. Additionally, was like sided with them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you still can't buy his stuff digitally. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. I feel like all of that stuff is evening out because of convenience. Yes, I agree with you. Now, it's more work to pirate than it is to buy something on iTunes. I would agree with that. And I, I was always one of those guys where I didn't ever – one of the things that kept me away from piracy, especially for software, is I was never convinced that a, while the kid was cracking it, he didn't also just add in like a super advanced worm that would take over my right. computer and send him all my data. Uh, I was wrong. Dr. Dre stuff is on iTunes. But is it? Yeah. What you're saying uh, happens a lot where um, if people download pirated software, it has you know backdoors and mm-hmm. Trojans and other stuff added in to you know, the cracked executable that a lot of people just don't know about. I think when there was a new version of Office for the Mac like two years ago, a pirated version with a worm showed up on all the BitTorrent sites. And people – and see, it's hard to get a virus on the Mac because you have to authenticate to install most stuff. But people authenticated to run the Office installer, which also installed that, uh, that Trojan at the same time. Right. You know what else is hard? Getting a virus off of a Mac. Do you remember that one lady that managed to get a worm on her <laughs> Mac that you and I had to help her? I remember that. It was spent like four hours. It was, was terrible. It was the worst. Time machine. This was no, this 10 was, years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, it definitely is one of those things where... Oh, yeah, are we using the new mic covers that I bought for you? Uh, no. no I bought you new mic covers. You did? I did. Oh, that's Yay. nice. I was finishing out my sound booth in my office upstairs, and I went to go buy a mic stand, and I saw mic covers. Oh, okay. Christmas for Check God. those out. Yeah, next week. Next week on the Drunk Tank Podcast, mic covers. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all different colored. But um, I I don't know what to say about it. They I, I, I I've had... So many viruses. I live with a woman who, it's my wife. I shouldn't say I live with a woman, <laughs> but she will like she will click on fucking anything, anything. I mean, she's finally learned. But man, the first few years of our marriage, it was like, hey, somebody sent me said I want a sweepstakes, and I clicked on it. And now you know, there's this girl who's telling me to play this fantasy game. <laughs> it only cost a two thousand dollar processing fee, but we're going to make ten million dollars. Oh I mean, she would click on anything and everything. Like, just, just look at this. She goes, look at this email. This picture, someone wants to share pictures with me, and they know me from high school, but I can't see their name anywhere here on it. I'm like, God damn it. 
<laughs> of course, she'd click it, and I'd have to like I I had to partition off her computer from everything else on the network just because mm-hmm. she was awful. Would she ever be like, "Oh, hey, just so you know, I took care of that Bank of America problem"? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was another guy that I know that did that. He can't. He uh, uh another guy that we we used to run a website called Longhorn Nation. Me and a buddy of mine, and uh, he clicked on a PayPal phishing link. Oh man. Nice. Hey, you know, I, maybe we shouldn't publicize this, but we have to go through and do uh, a re-education with our people here because a lot of our guys didn't know that when you get a link in email that you should just mouse over the link and see instead of when you click. That's not possible that yeah, they didn't know they, that. They didn't understand that the link you see in the email might not be the URL you're actually clicking. Like you can make the text appear one thing but make your URL be another How thing can you not understand? Oh, my God. And that for some reason – they didn't understand also maybe that PayPal would not register the URL mortgage.check.biz, you know, or whatever. <laughs> .sk. .sk, right. <laughs> Good Lord. So we work with idiots, yeah. is what you're saying. we, we got to be careful. Like, the, the, the security measures in place are not only to keep people out, but it's to keep some of our people in. <laughs> it's like we got to jail people into the network so they can't do anything. I mean, Gus, I mean, you and I talk about a lot for security stuff. I worry to the point where... I'm worried that when I type in my URL and I physically type it in, that still they could spoof it. Oh, and yeah. What is that called when they can come back and they can make a domain look like another domain? It's DNS spoofing. Yeah, DNS spoofing. Well, there's a couple names. The DNS cache poisoning also is another name for That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. And uh, where, you know, you just think you're on the site. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times a day I'm convinced that I'm on a site, I click through. And I'm typing it in, and they're somehow forwarding all my information as I'm typing it yeah. to the real yeah. place and pulling my info. Oh, there, they are. There's a – like Bank of America has that site key, which when it came out I thought was stupid, but is actually a good way to combat uh, that cash poisoning where you log in to Bank of America. You just send your username, yeah. and then they send back an image and a phrase that you've selected. Yeah, no, that's So awesome. if you go to the fake, a fake page, they won't know what your image and phrase is. But Bank of America sends it back. It's like a three-way handshake. You send information. They send information. Then you send your password. Right. They do a thing, too, where um, um, with their online banking, when we have to uh, send a wire, they have a feature you have to apply for and send all this information in, and then you're approved for it. And then when you go to send a wire, you hit a button, and it sends you a code, a randomly generated code to your cell phone. And then you punch that in, and then you can send the wire. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It's like those uh, little things that people carry around that work for, you know, big companies, for Fortune yeah. 500 companies where they go on the road and they have those codes they type in. Or, you know, when you play World of Warcraft. What, is that? They don't do that. It's do essentially it? the same thing. You've never seen it? I have an authenticator. So when I log in, I have to type my username, my password, and then the authenticator code, which changes like every minute. How do you get an authenticator code? It's on my iPhone. You don't do that. He does I'll do show that. you. You do not do that. Yeah. For World of Warcraft? Yeah. For your fake cartoon monster? For my fake cartoon monster. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Authenticator. I'll show you. That is insane. And then you see the little green bars moving, and then when it gets to the end, it'll change. It'll generate a new code. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Is that like synced with an atomic clock somewhere in like a mountain bunker? I'm sure it's synced with... Oh, it's about to change. I'm sure it's it's synced with their servers. Like, Oh, when, look, it changed. When you register, you you get assigned a code, like a server code that you put in, and I guess that's the server linked to your account that generates your number. You know, I got to say, it's, it doesn't seem worthwhile, but it probably saves Blizzard millions of dollars in customer service. I'm sure. You know, from people calling up going, oh, my God. I lost all my gone. stuff. <laughs> my cloud song's gone. <laughs> you took I, my cloud song. You know what? I should forward this to you, but I read a very, very lengthy article on Reddit that some guy wrote about a scam that somebody was running on WoW where – 
he was offered for 10,000 gold, he would pay 10,000 gold and get a mount where someone else can ride on the mount. You might, right. know, you mm -hmm. might know what that is. Yeah. And he was working out the math of it where it was a gold farmer that offered him for it, and then, they, then he paid the 10,000 gold and that they would refer a friend to get it uh -huh. and that the, the gold farmer would then have a referred friend account and he would give him the mount, he'd pay him the money – and it, and it all worked out that way. And the guy was like, how could they possibly make money on this? Because the new account is – you have to be on the service for at least two months. Right. So it's, it worked out to be about 50 bucks. He did like this long complex math to work it out to where a gold farmer account – they said you get a new account for free that they can farm on uh. because the guy gives him 10,000 gold to seed it. And then he also helps him set it up, and then the guy has a head start for two months. And it was it was just like this long, complex math. It's got math and wow and a scam in it. Gus would love all of those. Awesome. You should, you mean, the so did the guy get in trouble? Well, it just seems like I wouldn't want to be tied to a gold farming account as referred this person. No, not yeah. at all. Seems like a bad idea. You should uh, – man, the, the World of Warcraft forums are pretty serious sometimes with like the number theory that goes into damage and like – attack rotations you need to go into and how to maximize your DPS and ma maximize the mitigation of damage on armor. It's crazy. Some of the, like, formulas. Like, you'll see posts that are just, like, these super long math formulas talking about, like, I, I can't even, I don't even under fucking understand it. It's crazy. It's like the first minute and a half of Leroy Jenkins, essentially, before you get to, <laughs> before you get to the joke of the video, which is the guy running and yet screaming Leroy Jenkins. The first minute and a half where they're talking about probabilities. Yeah. It's all, all that stuff. I think at one point there's a 3.333 repeating. <laughs> repeating, of course. Repeating, of course. But, uh, yeah, we talked about... No, we, we, but the currency exchange for what does, like, a gold piece go for these days? Like, how, how much is 1,000 gold? Um, not much. Yeah, after... Well, what was it? After Burning Crusade came out, the gold really got devalued. Like, it, was, it became a lot easier to get gold. So, to be clear, I, what we're talking about here is you can actually buy in real-world dollars or euros or whatever... You can buy fake currency in World of Warcraft. You can use real money to buy fake money. Right. Which is against the terms of use, and you shouldn't do. But uh, I think all that stuff really became devalued when – because after Burning Crusade, anyone just through playing the game, it was a lot easier to get gold. So no one really wanted to buy it anymore. Wasn't there talk at one point they were going to put that on a currency exchange, like on XC or something like that? <laughs> I had heard talk like that. That's yeah. stupid. I had an idea that I talked to Jeff about the other day. He did. Which, if it's a great idea, you can always edit this from the podcast, and we can take it and make bajillions from it. But you know what they don't have? You know how you go to XE for your currency exchange, right? So XE.com is a place where you can go type in you know, euros and dollars, and it'll tell you what the current exchange rate is. Or you type in you know, $100, and it'll tell you that's worth yeah. five and a half euros, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is today. And uh, I thought it would be very cool if they had a function of that where you could compare dollars to dollars – but in different times. Oh, that'd be like, cool. You put in $100 2010, it shows you what it was worth in 1960. So like an inf almost like a reverse inflation calculator? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because I was watching Mad Men the other day, and there was a deal where a guy had to come up with $50,000 in 1965, I think is where they are in the storyline. I bet that was a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, yeah, it must have been. must have been a ton of money, and I was trying to figure it out, and I thought, it'd be cool if they had a currency exchange, but a currency exchange via time, and you can figure out how much stuff was. And I can even do like a projection one where what will be worth in <laughs> 2030. You got, you got me all curious now. I got to fucking find out. What, $50,000 US in uh, 1965? Yeah. I, I found one, by the way. We want to guess? Yeah, somebody already uh, made it, right? I'm, I'm going to say it's worth about $125,000. I'm going to guess it's worth about $125,000. I guess once. Uh, 
wouldn't be doubled and I'm gonna guess one fifty. Three hundred and forty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Three hundred and six thousand dollars. You could take fifty thousand dollars and move to a South American country and live for the rest of your life in nineteen sixty five in luxury. Probably. I'm not Damn. good at math, but I'm pretty sure we just made two hundred thousand dollars somehow. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. That's a, that's crazy. Wow, so it is fifty thousand dollars worth three you said three forty? Yeah, three forty six. So it's almost six six hundred percent more. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Over what, forty five years? Yeah, I'm gonna do some other math real quick. There's gotta uh, be some way we can make money on that. See how many times it doubled? It doubled almost three times. Yeah. So five to 100, 100 to 200, but not 200, 400. So not quite that much. I see your money. There's an investment rule that says your money will double every seven years. Yeah. Which right. I don't know if that's true uh, anymore because the not, economy Not in our generation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, histor- they always say financially. We always say historically. It's the worst word you'll ever hear. Historically, yeah. this is supposed to go up. Dating back to the year right after the Great Depression. Historically, <laughs> when you put your money in stocks, it's not supposed to catch on fire immediately. <laughs> it is supposed to stay there and grow. You don't hear the sound. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the stock market, awesome day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Did you, did you also read there's a story about Twitter and the stock market? No, what is it? That there's some kind of engine out there where a guy developed where he can process Twitter and the quote-unquote global mood or something like that. And he can predict the stock market based on what's being put on Twitter. That sounds that sounds like a hoax. Was that on The Onion? Like just positive <laughs> or negative. <laughs> Great news site called ONN. I should be very careful. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking Onion story. Um, no, that's crazy. That, you know, once again, you know, record the podcast on Wednesday. Apple's holding an event as we're recording the podcast announcing stuff. Oh, right. They're going to announce a new OS... X version, right? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a new MacBook Air. I will buy that. Oh, yeah? No, I'll buy it. You buy, You want a laptop again? Well, I don't have a computer at my house, and it's. I had to borrow my wife's MacBook every now and then, and she's not. And happy. she clicks on everything. She's we, not we happy know. with me doing that. Yeah, I won't use her. I won't use her computer to do anything. Yeah, I, can't, I don't feel comfortable doing it. We know that the Russians are watching your wife constantly <laughs> on her fucking laptop. Probably are. You've got a satellite on <laughs> above their house. But uh, did you hear that the uh, the dude, the JetBlue flight attendant who like blew up on the flight, I guess is going to plead to a lesser charge? He had. Yeah. I thought they sentenced him, right? He's going to avoid jail time. Did they sentence him? Yeah, well, I heard about it this morning. He has to pay $10,000 in damages oh, to shit, JetBlue. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh, guess that's man. the cost of popping one of those things. I didn't I didn't hear I guess the sentencing. The last I heard about it was that he was going to he was going to plead to a misdemeanor. Yeah. So he wouldn't have to go to prison. Yeah, I don't think he's got jail time. I think he probably had community service. I didn't hear about that. But yeah, yeah. Ten, 10 grand in, in damages. I think the original thing he was charged with was a felony. He could have gone to prison for like seven years. Yeah. Well, at least he's staying out of prison. Except he doesn't have a job. So <laughs> I don't know where he's going to get the $10,000 <laughs> from. Um, I'm sure if he, uh, I'm sure he's resourceful. He'll find a way. There you go. To me, it's another one of the examples of. Uh, Somebody that the internet takes up the cause for, and everyone is super interested in it. But when it matters and he's in court, <laughs> nobody cares. He's probably like, "Hey, remember I was a big folk hero." He's like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, new, yeah. Ser- new season of a uh, Jersey Shore or whatever is out." Sorry, we're, we're all too busy with new Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go fall in a mine? <laughs> we might be interested in you then. Man, how long were those miners in there? Like sixty days? Long time. And they they came out and I. <laughs> they came out to their uh, adoring families and mistresses waiting for them. Dude, you know what the craziest thing about that is to me? I didn't realize this. They were there for like 17 days before they were found. So they yeah. were just sitting in there waiting to die. They didn't think they would ever be found. And it was 17 days until they were able to. the authorities were able to locate them. Mm-hmm. That they must did. have been a shitty 17 days. They put that perforation drill through to them basically at that yeah. point. 
Uh, that must have been an awesome moment when that drill came through the side of the cave or whatever they were in down there. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been great. They, they also uh, weren't told immediately how long they would be down there. Like, right. They were trying to figure out how to break the news to them that they could not get them out very quickly. Uh, the, everybody in the world knew for about a week before they did. Yep. Yeah. That's rough. They still, they got about ahead of schedule. I think they were supposed to get them out till December, <laughs> if it's any consolation to them. And uh, they got they each got paid $10,000. Did they? Yeah. Each each miner got $10,000. Wow. Like the one you were talking about, the guy with the mistress and the wife who both uh-huh. showed up, he gave his wife $10,000 and moved in with the mistress. <laughs> nice. Life's short, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I, I think that the the mine company that employed them, though, went bankrupt, so they they're did. all, uh, they're they're, all out of work. They're all out now. of work. And apparently a lot of them have been offered mining jobs in other parts of Chile, but they'd have to move like 300 miles or something. Ugh. And I don't think any of those guys want to go back to mining. I but think, I think they're going to – they hired an accountant and they're going to do like a book movie deal kind of thing. I think one of them actually did go back to mining like right away. He said that oh, he really? felt more comfortable underground than above wow. ground and he wanted to continue mining. Really? He, he called himself a mole, I remember. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably down there with his pick working the entire they, two months. Chip, Chip, they're like, cut it out, Jorge. Fucking <laughs> 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 driving us crazy. Take a break. <laughs> They uh, he came up with pockets full of gold. <laughs> <laughs> they also said that it cost about a million dollars a person to pull them out. Wow. Yeah. There's no cost on rescue missions. That's, That's why when somebody does something dopey, like takes a boat to a hurricane, you got you to charge those people. Because, I mean, you got like 20 dudes risking their lives. Yeah, like half the Coast Guard's risking their lives to save you because you're an asshole. Aren't there some states and areas that do that now? Yes. I guess they're like so budget strapped. If you require a rescue, they send you a bill for it. I think I think they do that with floodwaters in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah, when they put out oh, enough yeah. warnings. Yeah, if you drive your car into a flood and they have to go save you. We should, yeah. probably, we should probably tell people about this phenomenon because they might not live in an area where they have <laughs> this kind of thing. There are areas in Texas called low-water crossings, and Texas is one of those places where if it rains for about three hours straight – Something's gonna flood. Absolutely. Like there will be there will be a river that was a creek and it's suddenly this raging torrent. Water's gotta go somewhere. Or it'll be my basement. That's not a joke, man. Water is scary shit. Mm-hmm. If if a lot of water starts moving in one direction at one time, it's it's dangerous as hell. Have you seen Jackass yet? No. I All right. Well, no, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. It's fine. Well, no, no, no. It's it's not something we should really talk about if you haven't seen Jackass. Okay. But there's some water stuff in Jackass that people who have seen it know about. And uh, I, I can't believe they did some of that stuff. I know it seems super dangerous. Yeah, you can't you can't control water. You can you can have an idea for where it's going to head, but you can control surprise you. You can control paintball guns, but not water. <laughs> Bungee cords. Yeah, I didn't realize what a big deal water was until I bought a house, and then they were like, "Oh, you know, your drainage here is a little fucked up." Like, what does that matter? Like, oh no, you got to worry about this. It's going to hit your house. It's going to soak this whole side, this wall. You're going to get water damage. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what do you do? Well, we got to reshape the ground and make it run this way. Like, what the fuck, really? Yeah, it's one of the major. I mean, whenever you see like a house going off a cliff, that's water doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. not an earthquake or anything. It's just a little stream of water that you know eats away over time. Yeah. I mean, water made the Grand Canyon. That's <laughs> that's, that's a good tell you something. That's a good point. Yeah. Wasn't overnight. That wasn't because of a flash flood. Ew. You know, I know we talk about sometimes about like net neutrality and things like that, but and we're always concerned about ISPs controlling what their customers can see on the internet, right? Right. And locking uh, locking them out of certain content providers. Did you hear there was a weird case? I think it was last week where News Corporation, the content provider, went and blocked ISPs from accessing their content. That's cool. Why? I guess they were in a, like one of those negotiations with uh, cable providers, and as part of the negotiation, News Corps locked out, I think it was Cablevision, uh, yeah, Cablevision, uh, from being able to access Fox.com and any Fox content on Hulu.com. Damn. Okay, this is the flip side of net neutrality that I've never understood and has never come up before, and I'm glad it has. 
which is in every other medium, the people who provide the content are paid by the network who then supplies it to the customer. Um, weren't you telling me that we that ESPN gets an outrageous amount of money from cable providers compared to everybody else? Wasn't me. Well, anyway, they pay for it. Like even even uh, we had a thing in Austin one time where Time Warner lost NBC, mm-hmm. and because they NBC wanted more money for Time Warner to show their network, and Time Warner said we're not going to do it, and so they were shut off for like what three months or uh, it's like a month and a half, I think. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long, but um. So why on the internet, why is it that everyone provides everything for free and then suddenly now the providers are saying we get access to anything we want and you're going to have to pay to come through us yeah. to the customers. Bullshit. But without, without – without, imagine if you had your provider, whoever it is. Let's say it's Cox or Rogers up in Canada or the UK, whoever does it. I guess you have some kind of social – Big Pond. No, Big Pond. The Royal Family Australia, Internet yeah. or something. Yeah, Royal, <laughs> RFI. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Her Majesty's Royal Internet. Um <laughs> Imagine if you got on that internet and all they had was their own news provided by their employees. Right. Like their shitty – it would be like AOL. Like well, you, that would be the original like AOL. AOL. Yeah, yeah. AOL, right. AOL used to be. And you didn't have Google. You didn't have YouTube because YouTube didn't pay them and you didn't have it. That, that company would go out of business. Mm-hmm. They need the content providers. They got nothing without the content providers, not a single thing. You know, If they didn't have Reddit and they didn't have Red vs. Blue and they didn't have you know, YouTube and a bigger scale Facebook and things like that – why would you? Why would you have that service? You would not. So why do they think that they can do this thing where they can like filter and people are going to pay for more money to be on their service? I don't get it. I don't know why it's backwards. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. It should it shouldn't be an issue of oh we get to fight for net neutrality. It should be when somebody does it, it's like yeah go for it. We're not paying you. Yeah, yeah. I mean the customer will decide. The customer will move to the place that provides them what they need. And that's why Google paying Verizon is a huge stab in the back. Because Google's starting to do that stuff. They're working out this deal with Verizon for prioritized traffic or whatever the hell they're doing, however they're going to phrase it. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they're doing. If all the content providers just goes, oh, you want to do that? Fine. None of us are going to pay you. Right. So good luck. We'd love to watch you go out of business. I actually might be affected by this, and you might too. Uh, we both have Time Warner at home, you know? Yeah. And uh, ESPN is coming to Xbox Live very soon. And you'll be able to watch ESPN. If you're a gold subscriber, you'll be able to watch like thousands of ESPN programs and live sports and all that stuff. Awesome stuff. But they've got to have that. They have to have that arrangement with ESPN three worked out. And Time Warner doesn't. So I don't think we'll have access to it. No, you will not. As uh, Time Warner Internet subscribers, you will not have access to the ESPN functionality on Xbox Live. Yeah. You should switch to my ISP. Yeah, we're going. I'm, I'm going to have to switch. All right, he's <laughs> oh, Bernie's angry. I just found I this just- out the other day. And Time Warner is a total monopoly yeah. in Austin. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, remember when we were watching the World Cup, uh, that's why you couldn't watch it at home on the internet. I could not watch the World Cup at home on the internet. Because you were a Time Warner subscriber. Yep. But we could watch it at the office because we had uh, AT&T, AT&T, and then I could watch it at home because I had that other provider. We had DSL mm-hmm. at, the, at the old office. Now we've got Time Warner here as well. Yeah, we've got Time Warner in this office. Hmm. <clears throat> So, yeah, good luck. No no ESPN for you unless you switch providers. It's aggravating as hell. Super frustrating. But it is one of those things. It's, it's you know, if – I always thought that we're going to go back to the piracy discussion we had earlier. What I thought was going to kill piracy was the fact that, you know, if people are downloading movies and TV shows, you're probably doing that through a major media company, either AT&T or uh, your cable company like mm-hmm. Cox or Time Warner for us or Her Majesty's Royal Internet Cablevision <laughs> in UK. And they're they're going to start to lose money on video and demand services which are a big cash cow for them. Uh-huh. They're not going to they're not going to look up one day and go, "Wow, we're losing all our money on VOD, but all these people are over here running 20 gigs a month, you know, or or in some cases 2 terabytes a month of downloading. 
what are they downloading? And it's like, oh, they're downloading all the shit they're not buying on video on demand. Yeah, I'm, sure, yeah. They, I'm sure they figured that out already. Yeah, I'm sure they have as well. But and, uh, it's going to be even more interesting as these, as we see who's going to buy who. Like with Comcast buying NBC, which just seems fucking ridiculous to me. Now you have an access provider buying the content provider. This makes me wonder like how they're going to shuffle up that stuff and how it's going to affect NBC's dealings with online distribution. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up here. Who's buying who? Comcast bought NBC Universal. Comcast bought NBC Universal. Right. Yep, yep. Okay. So, so then I'm, I wonder if that's going to affect their deals with you know Hulu for you know digital distribution, their iTunes distribution. It just seems like it's going to fuck everything up to me. I would Im- I would imagine, and I don't know. They don't publicize what these contracts are. I would imagine that Hulu's going to have a very tough time the next time that they try to renegotiate all those contracts or they come up to try to renew them with these companies. I think a lot of them, like, why wouldn't NBC just make their own player and bring people to Hulu? I mean, don't you kind of go to Hulu to well, they, NBC shows? They did those in the past, and uh, a lot of them went under. Well, CBS does it, and ABC does it. Yeah, CBS is on Hulu now, though. Oh, are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, I know ABC does this, and everyone watches Lost on ABC.com. You can watch it on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, can you really? Yeah. 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 That, right, that's, how, that's how I, uh, I've been catching up on Modern Family. I have Hulu Plus, and I just watch it all. Great show, on by Hulu. the way. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Hulu Plus is awesome. If there's one thing I don't understand, I, don't, I really don't have any concept of these streaming models of what people pay to be on streaming services like Netflix streaming uh-huh. and Hulu. They, they, I look at the numbers on it, and it doesn't make any sense to me, and I watch everyone else doing it, and I'm just like – I'll admit. I kind of throw my hands up and go, okay, I have to admit that I don't understand this. Well, just stay out of it. I read an article. I think I forwarded it to you a while back that one of the big reasons Netflix does it is because they save a shitload of money on postage, and they actually make money. It's actually a lot easier to, deal, to, to, sell, to pay for bandwidth than it is to pay for the U.S. mails. Yeah, which is cool. I mean I guess there's energy involved, but it's probably a lot lower cost than materials, but – I don't understand from the content provider side. Yeah. You know, how, like the deals and how they're worth it to them. Right. I guess they get paid a lot of money. I'm going to get a drink and then we're going to talk about something fun. All right. Okay. Um, hey, Jeff. Yes. D- didn't you uh, do extra life stuff this weekend? I did. I did the uh, Jack and I and the Griffin and the Pajama Achievements girls came out of retirement, uh, put, fa- pulled the PJs out of retirement, and we did <laughs> a 24 uh, hour. Um, Marathon of pajama achievements uh, for Extra Life, nice. and we raised like fifteen thousand dollars. How did you ever manage that endurance to play video games for twenty four hours, dude? I'm gonna tell you right now: playing video games for twenty four hours is a treat. Playing twenty video games for twenty four hours in the same room as Jack, not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man, that guy can get on your nerves. Uh, it was good though; it was a lot of fun. And well, what, what did it benefit? Like when you say you raised fifteen thousand dollars, was that like for a hospital or something? Yeah, like when you sign up, you you pick the hospital. That you want the money to go to, so I, uh, Jack, and I picked Dell Children's Hospital, which oh, is a okay. children's hospital here in Austin. So, like you guys playing video games in that room over there, raised fifteen thousand dollars for Dell Children's Hospital. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. really cool. It's a uh, Millie's Hospital. So, <laughs> <laughs> does Millie spend a lot of time there? She's been there once. Uh, that was not fun. <laughs> a lot of these charities going on these days, and I've got no kidding. Have you gotten a bunch of emails since the Extra Life thing ended? About people that thought it was really cool and want to make their own charity, want and they to make want their us own to, charity. They want us to help them and tell them how to do it. Yep. People should understand that I have no fucking clue how to run a charity. I just signed up with an email address and then played video games. I didn't. We're not. We didn't run the charity. Right. We had nothing to do with that. I'm Which, sure there's a website. They can go to Extra Life. Extra sure Life has a website. Yeah. They can figure that out. And it, and it comes up. It came up. It comes up every year after Child's Play too. We get when we ever we send links to Child's Play, and I'm sure Pin Your Kid must get thousands of emails oh too. Oh my god, yeah. Where it's like, I want to do my own charity. It's like, 
that's really great that you want to do that. But there's already tons of stuff in place. Why don't you just go and, like Jeff did, and participate in an existing charity? Right. Exactly. Just do that. That's mm-hmm. enough. You know. I agree. I it's I, I honestly I don't want to be a downer because it's a very cool cause. But I don't. All these charities online, I I haven't seen any books, open books on any of these charities. I, you don't know what they're paying their people. Mm-hmm. You know, I did you hear about Bono or what's it? Bono, what's the, the UK dude? The U two dude. U two, yeah. yeah. Bono. Yeah. He's Bono. also from the UK. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a little confused. <laughs> Look it up real quick because this is numbers. I might get them wrong for sure. Something about his charity. One has raised fifteen to sixteen million dollars, and a hundred and fifty thousand dollars of the sixteen million made it to people. That's what. what? Yes. Look it up. Look it up. Look up. Uh, That's some Wycliffe John shit right there. That's that, crazy. They reported that only 184000 of its total $15 million of public donations was given to charity. There we go. What happened to Apparently, those? Look at my numbers, by the way. More, that was awesome. More than $8 million was distributed to salaries for one campaign employees. <laughs> and you know what their argument was for it? That that's not what they do. They raise awareness. They, they're not there to distribute money to people in need. They're there to raise awareness of issues and make them part of the social fabric. Wow. I got news. I, I, for you. I, I'm aware that people need money. Yeah, I know. I we know this. It was the New York Daily News who reported it. I guess when you're, making, when you're saying something like that, I should give a source. And it's, it's no big deal. They raised 15 million. You think, you think if a charity raises 15 million bucks, there's a guy who's like walking 15 million dollars into Haiti and just handing it out. Is Bono available for comment on that? Uh, no. Like if I'm Bono, I would I would write a check for 15 million dollars tomorrow to a fucking charity. I guess the, no, you wouldn't the, for it myself. Does, apparently, it doesn't matter because this yeah, is like a Lord. month old story. What's the date on that? Uh, the the charity was established in 2002. The date on this story was earlier this month, October 3rd. October 3rd. Have you Come heard on, about anything in the no, last two weeks? About I have no clue. And I, I'm constantly on CNN.com and NewYorkTimes.com and Reddit. Hadn't heard a word about it. Uh-uh. That's a scandal, right? That's a yes. scandal. Yeah, it's well, a actually, scandal, it's especially funny. from a guy who. For, when I like, type it into Google, I type Bono Charity, it, the auto completes scandal, fraud, investigation, New York Post. I mean, yep. Bono's like the, the, the big humanitarian guy that's always meeting with dignitaries and, you know, touring impoverished nations and shit. And so I, I'm ashamed to admit I watched this show, Entourage. It's one of those shows that I watched, like three full seasons of it on iTunes one time. So now I feel obligated to keep up with it. And there's a whole scene where this fictional movie star, Vince, is being bugged by Matt Damon and Bono. I was going to say Bono, but it's Bono. Um, to give him a, cut him a big check for charity. And I'm thinking the, now it's like you, when they bug you for the big check, they're bugging you to pay their people. To their salary, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know that we don't know that Bono makes any money from it, but he's got a bunch of people that work for him that make money. He's got his name on the fucking place. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Your checks going to some some employees' four hundred one k and health benefits. Yeah, a, ch- a charity doesn't exactly work the way you think it does. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's that's why I would like to see. I would like to see some open books on all these things. Absolutely. Like when you hear that the um, CEO of Goodwill or Salvation Army makes seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, that something seems off there to me. It seems like if you're going to work in a charitable organization, I understand it's a big company and it takes as much to run it as it does for something else. But I think like that's a guy who's going to work on that because that's what he wants to do. Right. He's already had a career of 25 years as a CEO, so he's going to donate some of his time. Right. To maybe run not an organization, for free, but you know, yeah. pull a nominal salary, dollars, build a big fucking house because he's running Salvation Army or. or I, you know, I don't know which one it was, but either Goodwill or Salvation Army, the guy was making seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm, l- I'm looking this up. The uh, president in- and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of America receives a, received a million dollars in two thousand eight. Living on. in a mansion made out of two dollars. The Boys and Girls Club, like that's even still around. 
Yeah, I, I guess not. <laughs> Somebody's taking all the money. Maybe the a, boys and girls can go over to his club. I'm going to pull a Bernie and get a drink, too. Hey, drink some of this tea. It's good for you. Awesome. But, you know, remember this, Gus, when um, there was a big hubbub uh, on the internet. And this is going to go back a long ways. So like 2003, when Katrina hit. Uh-huh. And somethingawful.com run by Lotax. Oh, man. They had servers that were housed in New Orleans. Why the hell you'd pick a colo in New Orleans is beyond me. For but the they, kitchen food. They were, yeah, they were, somewhere in, uh, they were somewhere in Louisiana. And their servers were underwater. And I think we sent them a note saying, hey, if you guys need to host for a couple days, we'd be happy to try to figure out a way you guys can host in ours while you're fi- finding a new colo- colocation facility. And um, we never got a reply. Lotax did not return our email. <laughs> um, but... In the process of it, there was this, you know, the Something Awful community is a lot like Reddit, a little bit a little bit meanier. They're somewhere between Reddit and 4chan. They're not as, well, I don't want to start disparaging anybody. They're all awesome. Uh, <laughs> so the Something Awful guys, uh, they, they were like, hey, let's do something about this. This is affecting us and it's affecting these people. Let's start a charity or let's do something, start raising donations for people who are affected by Katrina. Um, real people, not just servers and things like that. And so – Lotex put up a PayPal account to start collecting donations. He kind of caught on to this community movement, and people just started throwing money into this PayPal account. Uh-huh. I forget what it got up to. 20000 It was over $30,000 in, in, in nine hours. It was tens of thousands of dollars in, yeah, like just said, nine hours, super fast. And then PayPal shut it down. They said, this is not – this is set up as a nonprofit account. It's all of a sudden generating you know, tens of thousands of dollars an hour. This is we're shutting this thing down until we can figure out what's going on with it. We get some paperwork, and there was a huge hubbub, and people were very angry about that. But it really is it, that's the right move to do. You know, you can't just set up a nonprofit organization, call it nonprofit, and start accepting donations. Right? Like it, it was so ridiculous. I remember that people on FARC were threatening to leave FARC if Drew didn't stop using PayPal. Right on the site. Right. Like how ridiculous. But it, and, and people would not see. You know. Common it's, sense. It's, 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 if you guys just feel this emotional about it, why don't you set it up the right way and pay, wait a couple days and then donate? Of course. Still, I mean, PayPal should have done something to work it out. So, I mean, oh. I don't know what, what happened to this money. Did it get refunded? To no, all no, the they they uh, they locked the account down and refused to let anyone else donate until they could verify that it was a legitimate charity. Yeah. That's all they did. And that totally makes total sense. But it was on business time and not on internet time. You know, it's over the next few days, they're going to, you know, work this out or whatever. And internet was like, it's three in the morning. We want to donate money right now. Fuck PayPal. Let's burn everything to the ground. You know, right. it was just, you know, people were caught up in an emotional moment. And obviously, you know, when you're watching an entire city drown too, right. and you want to help. And there's a company like PayPal saying, no, we have to do this the right way. It doesn't always, you know, feel like the, the best move at that time. So. Those people could have also just as easily donated to redcross.org, you know, or a million they, other existing charities. They could have, but, you know, there was, you know, the something are, awful guys wanted to donate something awful. You know, they're, they're, that's the other thing, too, about I, the yeah, that's just, that, that we do. That seems kind of... The charity stuff that we do, I don't like the whole I, tallies. Yeah, you know? I know. It seems almost egotistical in a way, right? It seems almost promotional. Yeah, yeah promotional. That, that, there you go. That's how I always feel about it. And it always makes me feel kind of skeevy too. Like they're like, "Well, can you promote it and put it in your front page?" And we're gonna have teens and who can ever raise most. Like, yeah, I feel like we're like, I feel like we're competing, yeah, for, for money. And it feels like a competition. And it's just it's charity. It's not, yeah, you know. That's why I'm glad like they don't publish stuff from like the child's play auctions and stuff like that. They just to say how much they raised and that's it. You know right. what I mean? They don't call people out like, oh, you know, so and so donated big props thirty thousand dollars. Big props to the dude from Pop Cap Games who. <laughs> Just bid forty thousand dollars on nothing. Those guys are baller. 
That guy was, I have to admit, that was one of the most baller things I've ever seen in person, <laughs> is this this dude who, I guess, runs PopCap Games. Dude, PopCap's got to make so much goddamn money. <laughs> they they really guys. do. Yeah, they really do. And that's what you hope. When a guy makes a ton of money like that, that he'll show up at an event like that and write a big, fat fucking check. And he did. That I'm okay with. If you're in a room with a bunch of other people at a private event, you want to write a big check, that's, that's cool. Yeah. But, I don't know, I... I would love to hear feedback from the audience on this because I always worry like if we put a bunch of charity stuff on the front page, I, it, there's this weird feeling. I guess we have to do it. You know, we should do it. We but, should use what you know visibility we do have and use that for a good cause. But at the same time, I feel like we're like, hey, look what great guys yeah, we and are. Then also, we're, I mean, who are we to pick and choose which charities as well? Well, you got to do something. Also, yeah. if you're promoting it, you're incurring the liability if something like that one foundation turns out to be the case. You yeah, know, yeah. C- certainly Bono is attached to this scandal, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, his that's, name's that's, on it. Yeah, that's why I brought this up. Is that you know, I'll, I'll admit we did not do. We have good faith because we know the guys running it, the the extra life thing. Yeah, we yeah. have some experience with them. Same and of thing course, with Child's Play. Same thing course. with Child's Play, we, and it's got a track record. It's been going for a couple of years. Yeah. And yeah, we're operating on faith. Yeah, essentially. But we think it's well placed faith. But at the same time, it's like you know, people should be careful. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a tricky issue. And it'd be nice if people open their books because then other people can see it. Yeah. You know, I would be I think curious if you're, to find if you're out. A nonprofit, don't you have to open your books like that? I would think so, but then you think this Bono thing would have come up sooner. I guess so. Maybe. Oh God, yeah, I have no idea how that works because I guess San Diego Comic Con's a nonprofit. They don't know. I, I don't know anything about their salaries. There you go. If you're a charity, you have, I don't know. Should we drag Joel in here for this? And financial? <laughs> no, he'll just him and Ha and stammer over us, and nothing will get said. And if you want to do something charitable, there's probably nothing better that you can do than donate your time as well. Money's yes. great, but if you can donate time to yeah, do something. I don't think you have to because there's, a, there's that whole com- controversy going on with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce right now where they are receiving donations from foreign outlets and they're using them to place Republican attack ads and they re- they're refusing to open the books to show where the money's coming from. So, yeah, and, and they're a non something as well. about that. So, uh, are they – Ads that attack Republicans, or they when you call them Republican attack ads. Well, they're largely largely uh, attack ads at Democrats. Okay, focused at Democrats or, or whoever you know. But uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a well known um, conservative organization, and they are using the foreign or outside donations to uh, fund campaigns. Essentially, get a whole different category too. You talk about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. That is not a government organization. It no, it's sound, not. It sounds like a government organization. <laughs> it is not. Better Business Bureau, not a not no. attached to government or the public in any way. That's, That's also a, the Better Business Bureau is also kind of weird the way the way it works. We got contacted by them. Remember, like, oh, do you want to get listed and verified in the Better Business Bureau? It'll only cost you. You only have to write us a check for you know whatever seven hundred dollars. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, then then we'll verify and you'll be in you know. Your customers will have the satisfaction of knowing you're associated with the Better Business that's Bureau. Just, that's such what? a fucking antiquated entity, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You and needed stuff like that before the internet, though. You did. You did. Like, 30 years ago, it made sense. Yeah. These watchdog groups. Yeah. Now, it, it just, yeah, you're right. It just seems like a relic at this point. Absolutely. Now we have reviews. I love, I love when you look at reviews. Nobody rates anything two or three stars. Everything is five, five stars or one. or one stars. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's it. Every, everything should be positive or negative. We don't need stars anymore. And that's it. Because everyone is like, I got this product. It was great. Maybe you'll get a four of like, I got it. It broke in three days, but what am I going to do? <laughs> you know. And then, <laughs> and then there's the guy who's like, I bought this microwave and it became, 
it became my entire year. <laughs> I wasn't going to let it go. I was going to like hound this company. I got three different microwaves sent to me for $120 each. I worked it out. After the third one, they wouldn't replace it. This is the worst company ever. Here's the address of the customer service reps I talked to. Here's their friends and family's addresses and phone numbers. You want to call them and yell at them, too? It's like, dude, Facebook let them. it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's a fucking microwave. Let it go. Come on. Take up another cause. And there's there's one of those in every single Amazon Your, review for yeah. anything. And, and I love when, like, on the Amazon reviews, people give stuff one star, and they're like, for, for the dumbest, weirdest reason, like, the clerk looked at me funny <laughs> when, I, when I was looking at this once. I love, I love to. It's always nice now that you can rate ratings because yeah. people say they give it one star going, I could never use a product like this. Like, why the fuck are you rating it? Why, <laughs> if you don't own it and you're not going to buy it, why would you rate it? Or when, like, stuff isn't even out yet and it already has hundreds of ratings. <laughs> it's like, how is that possible? They, uh, fans of Lord of the Rings, remember they bombed the oh, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray uh, collection for Lord of the Rings because they were putting out the non-extended versions first. Right, and they were going to hold back on the extended versions. What a surprise! I bought it. Totally fine. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that Blu-ray set. You buy a lot of physical media, huh? Not really. No, no. You bought Lost. I did buy Lost. Yeah. You found out even more stuff about that Lost thing, didn't you? Yeah, there was there were more things. I guess like it came with a black light that I didn't. You know, I knew about the black light. But I didn't think there was anything to it. But if you shine it on certain pages in the disc inserts, it reveals like hidden messages and drawings and stuff. It's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. Cool. There's a, there was a lot of stuff in that box. Very true to the story. But yeah, I don't know why. I guess uh, I'd like. there's some stuff that I want to see. Like, streaming HD over the internet's fine and all, but there's some stuff that I want to see and, you know, see it well. Like, Lost looks okay, but it looks way better when you're watching it on physical media. You know what? While we're talking about streaming, I have a bit of a bone to pick with my dear Apple. I recently upgraded to an Apple TV. I was very excited about yours, Bernie, that you got, the little tiny one. And uh, so I went and I rushed and got one, and uh, I set it up the other night. It's got some flaws. Nope. It's got some annoying flaws. You can't purchase anything through Apple TV, through the TV. You can only you can only stream stuff that's rentable, and the rentable catalog is smaller than the actual iTunes rentable catalog. Like, I guess they've got some licensing to work out there. And so if I want to, like, say, buy an episode of Always Sunny, I have to go to my computer, buy it, download it, then I can watch it on Apple TV, as opposed to Zune, where I can just buy it and stream it instantly. I found it to be, a, uh, from, a, from a purchasing standpoint, a lot more trouble uh, to use than Zune. So you would say one star? I would say, I, no, I still like it. I like the YouTube functionality. I like the Netflix functionality. It's way better. It's got the search in it. It's really cool. Uh, I just am annoyed with that because that's how I, I watch all of my television by purchasing, by streaming it, purchasing and streaming it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can't I can't really easily do that with the Apple TV. That <coughs> seems annoying. Kind of bummed. My my vector has been totally different there because I was one of those people who got trapped on iTunes. Like that was a smart move on Apple's part. They got the library. I bought all my crap on iTunes, and you can make all the arguments about DRM that you want to. But it was just it was easier for me sure. to buy iPhones. Then to buy a Mac and then buy an Apple TV because I don't, I don't have my digital library anywhere else. Yours is spread out. Mine's spread out and it sucks. Yeah, you have a you have a really confusing. I do, and setup. Pa- part of why I got the Apple TV was to start to consolidate and, and fix that. But it's just not as easy to use for the person who plans to buy and stream stuff. Isn't so. um, I wonder how what they're going to do is it, I believe Zune software is coming to the Mac with the later this year with the launch of Windows Phone Seven. So I wonder if they'll have some kind of Zune app as well that you could use on there. Hmm, I, don't know, I don't know that Apple would approve it, but I wonder if Microsoft would make it to try to get their marketplace 
Yeah, I don't know. That piece of hardware. They, I can imagine they wouldn't approve it. Does am I wrong? Microsoft doesn't put a Blu-ray player anywhere near the Xbox, and and there's no Blu-ray drives in any Macs, which is fucking bullshit. Right. It's because they have to pay Sony, right? I don't know if that's the case. If that's the real case. They, well, their they, stance is that physical media is dead. Apple says physical media is dead, and Microsoft says the Xbox is fine. I would, hmm. I would agree. By I always assumed it was because neither one of those companies wanted to pay licensing fees to Sony. You might, might be correct. Not that I blame them, but at the same time, it's like I really, <laughs> I don't really miss it on my. Uh, I really don't miss it on my. I guess I don't miss it either place, but I would like to occasionally like throw a Blu-ray disc into my computer. Yeah, I, I would. And the fact that I can't burn a Blu-ray, you know, I can, we can't create content for our Max Blu-ray. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, we With those built in. That's yeah. crazy. We bought a third-party external solution that works, but. You should be able to, you know, get it all from one place, and it should just work. Yeah. Without resorting to external shit. Um, did you did you guys see that, I guess, uh, now the PS3 and the Wii have disc-free Netflix streaming? Yeah, I saw that. finally came out. started uh, this week, and I believe also they started doing Dolby high-definition audio on the PS3, and the Xbox 360 is going to get it soon. There you go. Two things happened this week with Brandon. This is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Two things happened with Brandon this week. The first is that he went to go play Little Big Planet. And he the original? Go, yeah, I the original one. Okay. So clearly he hadn't played it in a right. long time, right? Took him 40 minutes. <laughs> was he okay with that? No, he said it was terrible. He said it was it was really awful. And he said there was like 15 updates since the last time he played it. He said... So it applies when, all updates sequentially. Yeah, when we talked about this last, he said it was the gamer's fault for not playing the game more frequently, that they had to update. They would have to sit through an update like that. So what it's a, his fault. What a bullshit response. Okay, go ahead. Gamer's fault. Well, you know, the PS3 does that thing where, let's say there's version 1.0 of the game, and there's six updates along the way, and eventually you get to version 2.5 of the game, if you will. On most things, wow, the Xbox, if you put in a 1.0 version of the game, it takes you from 1.0 to 2.5. Right. PS3 doesn't do that. It takes you to 1.1, to 1.3, to 1.5, to 1.7, to 1.8. Like you watch them all being applied. You're like, give me a fucking break. And it took them 30 minutes to do it. The second thing that happened this week, the microwave stopped working. And we had to buy, <laughs> we had to buy a new microwave, which is why I was looking up on Amazon microwaves. Uh-huh. And so Brandon was the guy who discovered now the microwave broke. Because he's running stuff in it without without anything inside the microwave to prove to us that it. Do you remember like that discussion? Yeah, he he broke it, it by w- running it with nothing in it. It doesn't really. It broke. That's all we know. He said it's no big deal. Nothing will happen. The microwave is now dead. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> we have a new microwave now because the old one all of a sudden stopped functioning out of the blue. So after we talked about it, you know, I looked it up and I was like, does microwaving does running a microwave with nothing in it fuck it up? The answer is sometimes. It depends on the way the microwave is made. Sometimes you can run it okay. They don't advise it in any case. But sometimes you can run it okay with nothing in it. But other times it will break and destroy the microwave. So the answer is most likely he fucked it up by running it empty. Would you care to guess which version of that microwave we have or had? <laughs> it, was, it was like on multiple sides. It was like one of them was like on the – it was like on a, uh, some government side. I can't remember what it was, like consumer safety uh, website telling you not to run your microwave with nothing in it. What was the deal with microwaves and pacemakers? They used to always have that sign. They don't have it anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe the shielding. They can not figured out the shielding appropriately yet. Yeah. Or maybe that they change pacemakers so that they're not affected. I don't, I don't know. know. So you have to get a, a patch for your pacemaker? <laughs> you <laughs> to go to 2.5? Hopefully, hopefully it's not a Sony pacemaker. Yeah, no kidding. We're keeping up to date. What does a pacemaker do? Does it make your heart beat? I think it, um, it, it, it 
emits electrical charges every now and then to right. keep your heartbeat regular. It doesn't make your heart beat, but uh, if your heart starts to have an irregular rhythm, it discharges and puts it back into rhythm, like a mini uh, defibrillator. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's awesome. I can't imagine <laughs> needing one of those or having gone through an event in your life where you're like, okay, now I need this piece of technology in me, and I hope the battery doesn't run out. Shit, no kidding, right? So if it's made made well, there's no way. Like hey, you'll have the wire sticking out of your chest with like a little double A or a nine volt hanging off. You know? <laughs> hanging there, buddy. Oh my god! What if you get a low battery light on it too? <laughs> That's essentially what Iron Man has to deal with all the time, though. I know you bring up an excellent point. Jeff. Yeah. I just saw Iron Man two. It's on a Blu-ray. How was it? I still haven't seen it. I still like the first one better. I yeah, like, but it's good. Iron Man two's. You know, I love Iron Man so. Right. Robert Downey Jr. is so perfect. I see that they've uh, – that's like their new movie to show off HD TVs in stores. Now, like I go and I see Iron Man 2 on uh, on those TVs all the time now. How's Mickey Rourke doing? Uh, yeah, I mean he held up well <laughs> on Blu-ray, you know, as well as he could. What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he's doing something. He uh, He's had a resurgence. He, sort of. I mean he did that wrestler thing and it seemed like, wow, Mickey Rourke is back in a huge way and – he was awesome in The Wrestler. Yeah, he was fantastic in The Wrestler. He was in The Expendables. But it seems like the part that he got from that, though, was Iron Man 2. Like, that was the big yeah, comeback. Yeah. That's, a big, that's a big part. A big part. It's- John Favreau told a story uh, at the screening where Mickey Rourke suggested that the character have an animal to humanize him when he has a bird. And John Favreau cut him off, like, as fast as he could. Got got to bird as quickly as possible just so that he wouldn't suggest, like, a small dog or, you know, <laughs> who knows what else, you know. We walking around with a miniature teacup chihuahua. <laughs> didn't, want, didn't want him to go the Joel Schumacher or Superman route where, where he wanted to give uh, Lex Luthor a puppy. What? Yeah, that was one of the uh, – in the old Superman scripts, you know, back when they were, they were kicking him around when Schumacher was involved. Uh, yeah, that was one of the things was he thought Lex Luthor should have a puppy. And uh, – he wanted him to like have this little dog. I've never him. heard that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. That's also he also wanted Spider Man to fight or Spider Man. He also wanted Superman to fight the giant spider, robot spider. This is when Kevin Smith was writing the, the script. And he was like, I'm not putting that in. And then uh, conveniently, the big boss in the Wild Wild West, which was the next Joel Schumacher movie, was a giant robot spider. Is there a giant robot spider like in Superman comics? Is that like one of his? No, movies? Like, no, that was part of the point. Is like in the giant robot spider. Yeah, there's like Superman doesn't typically fight giant robot spiders. Not, probably, not, probably not part at of the some canon. point he has. It's possible. I would imagine. Over the course of the last 90 years. That's ridiculous. 80, 80 years or so. Well, um, they, it seems like they were... They did make a couple of bad Superman movies, but it seems like they had the opportunity to make many more terrible Superman movies. Oh, and, for sure. Uh, they stayed away from them. Like that one, the one we talked about before with Nicolas Cage as Superman. That was the same time. The same one? Yeah. God. Hey, um, have you played Uncharted? Yeah, I played Uncharted 2. I never played the original. Have you played Uncharted? Uh, I played through like about 20 minutes when you were showing me how cool it was, and it was awesome. It was awesome. So they're making an Uncharted movie, and there's a big push online to make uh, Nathan Fillion play uh, – Well, the dude looks just like the – And he acts like guy. him too. I mean yeah. it's clearly – but I, it's kind of strange to me because why not use the actual actor who what? does look like the character and who plays the character now that does, we all like? Does he do – like screen work, or is he just a voice actor? Yeah, his name is uh, Nolan North. Yeah, Nolan North. He's in every video game that's ever made. Does he? Does Nolan North look like that? Like, was that Nolan North's face? I mean, yeah, they modeled the character. I, I, I could buy him. Him. I'm looking at him right now. It's the first time I've ever seen him. I could totally buy him as, uh, as Nathan Drake. And plus, he plays the character. It's the same voice, and it's, it's the guy who plays, that, no, plays Nathan Drake. I will say this. That is the star of that game to me, is voice acting. 
That we've talked about this before. Yeah. That's what you like about that game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's was, why they're making it into a movie. Nolan North was Romeo in uh, ODST. Yep. Oh, was he really? Yep. He, he was. He's in all. I bet. I bet you could name like five AAA titles that he's, he's in. been in. A so lot Nate, of Nathan stuff. So Nathan Fillion worked with him on a on a game that yep. he worked with him on ODST essentially. Fable Two. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember being a lot of stuff. So what's his? Uh, does he have any screen credits? Uh, he was in modern, an episode of Modern Family, I guess. Uh, what was it? Donald Flume in the episode On Guard. Yeah. I mean, I, I clearly I'm thinking it's Nathan Fillion. I think Nathan Fillion is awesome, and he would be great as as Drake. But it's kind of one of those things. It's like. This guy's already doing it, doing it well. I mean, why? Yeah. You know, it's like when when they made a Firefly movie, you didn't wonder who was going to play the part of Mal in the movie, right? Because there's a guy who already plays Mal, right? right? It just makes I, sense. It's, it's, I guess that no one makes the connection between voice actor and the on-screen actor, and it goes back to our previous discussion talking about whether or not people who do voices in video games will ever get respect as being going to be as big as you know traditional on-screen actors, and yeah. this proves that. <laughs> That's not the case at all because no one's even thinking about him. No, he, not even. He's not even part of the discussion. He would have to be like the star of video game voice acting too, like the most recognizable voice actor in video games. This guy kind of looks like a cross between Nathan Drake and Seth MacFarlane to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've seen the the footage. I mean, to me, it looks like the guy. Um, they have bonus footage on the first Uncharted that you could unlock. What it shows their behind the scenes stuff. It's all mocap, and to me, it looks like. You know, it looks like the same scene, but they're in a, you know, a plywood car, this fake little <laughs> model car acting it all out. And to me, he looks like the guy and, you know, his actions are what are translated to mocap. And yeah. uh, Don't get me wrong. I like, I like Nathan Fillion, but you're right. If they already have the voice and they already have someone who does it, why not just don't rock the boat? If it ain't broke. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're using all these phrases. Don't rock the boat. If it ain't broke. That would, that would dance with the one that bring you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good position to be in if that were the case, because Nolan North would be in like 400 movies. Like, <laughs> he'd be in every video game adaptation. He'd be like, uh, I believe I was the main character of Dark Void. <laughs> yeah. Jen Taylor would be up against herself for every part on the yeah. planet for playing Cortana and Princess Peach and all that. But it's funny, too. Like, let's say they make Uncharted, right? Let's say they cast anybody. Um, let's, you know, let's say they cast Brad Pitt to p- play Nathan Drake or Brennan Fraser or somebody like that. Um, then the movie becomes a big hit, makes $200 million, $300 million. Uh-huh. Then they go to put out Uncharted 3. Good question. Who plays Nathan Drake in Uncharted 3? Right. Brad Pitt? Mm. You know? It's very rare that a movie star will reprise their role in a video game. You know, honestly, I don't want to see an Uncharted movie. I want to play an Uncharted game. Call me I, crazy. <laughs> I, I enjoyed those games so much. I mean, like, if you look at it as a movie like the story, it's like an Indiana Jones movie or whatever. I mean, sure... It was fine, but it was. It, I think it's much more fun as a game. It's like a cross between Indiana Jones and Remo Williams. Remember, remember <laughs> Remo Williams? Yeah, uh, I think you. What is it called? Remo Williams: The Adventure Continues. Is that what it's called? The, the Adventure Begins. The Adventure Begins. It was that that thing that people do. It's like they. Oh, clearly this can be a huge franchise. Fred Ward. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love when people do that when they say like they call something part one. That's <laughs> really ambitious. You know who else did that? Was uh, Buckaroo Banzai. They had at the end of the movie, I don't know if you remember the Peter Weller movie, Buckaroo Banzai, but at the end, like, they say, uh, as the titles, as the credits roll, they go, stay tuned for Buckaroo Banzai 2, and they already had a title for it. <laughs> nice. Are you staying tuned? Still waiting. <laughs> Back to the Future did that as well. Oh. At the end of Back to the Future, I think. Man, did you see, last week, they released, uh, I guess, more of that Eric Stoltz footage as yeah. Marty yeah. the Fly, yeah. that, I guess, as the 25th anniversary of Back to the Future? You should probably explain that. 
Yeah, I guess Eric Stoltz was originally supposed to be Marty McFly, and uh, they filmed for five weeks with him. Well, yeah. he wasn't originally. It was originally supposed to be Michael J. Fox, but Michael J. Fox backed out. Oh, really? And so then they, they replaced him with Eric Stoltz. Then Michael J. Fox's obligations freed up, and he was able to come in. And so they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they filmed for five weeks with Eric Stoltz, and they have a lot of footage. I'd seen a couple of stills and a little bit of it, but I guess um, they released a whole bunch more. It's going to be on the 25th anniversary DVD. And it's crazy. I mean, I guess they filmed a lot. In five weeks, they must have filmed a lot of the movie, and... He looked really good, I thought, as Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how bitter he is about that. I guess, they, yeah, they, they said they had interviews with, uh, I guess, like Spielberg and Zemeckis talking about how they just, you know, they did all the film, they were looking at it, and they didn't feel the energy. They said it didn't feel right to them. So they went to the studio and asked if they could reshoot all that. I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't imagine a more perfect person for that role than Michael J. Fox. It's what we all know, At yeah. that point in time. Yeah. What is the best Eric Stoltz movie? Uh, does it have to be an Eric Stoltz movie? I mean, because he was in Pulp Fiction. He was great in Pulp Fiction. He, was he great. played the drug dealer in Pulp yeah. Fiction. Yeah. But I would say I like The Prophecy a lot. The he Prophecy? Was, he was in that. Is that the Christopher Walken? Yeah. I think. Wow, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. I would say my favorite Eric Stoltz movie is Memphis Bell that he was in. I'm, I mean, I've Pulp never Fiction's seen a, Pulp Fiction. is a better movie, but it, he's a bigger part of uh, Memphis Bell. It's a good movie. It's about a... A bomber, the bomber crew yeah. in the world in World War II, and I think if they fly twenty five missions and live through all twenty five missions, bombing over Germany, then they get to go home. Like they retire them after twenty five missions, kind of like Catch Twenty Two, and they would be essentially the first people to do this. <laughs> no one has made it as far as the Memphis Bell has, and so it's their, it's their last mission. I'm having to I'm having to look through his filmography to figure out my favorite. It, it <laughs> my wife would definitely say some kind of wonderful or oh yeah, there's a pretty in pink. Pretty in Pink. He was not in Pretty in Pink, was he? Uh, I think he's Pretty in Pink. I think he's Molly Ringwald's boyfriend in Pretty in Pink. Uh, let's see. No, he's not Pretty in Pink. Yeah, no. He's not. No. I'm gonna. Matt Dillon was. In I'm pretty gonna have to pink, say I Mask. Mean. Oh yeah, he was mask. in Mask. Eric Stoltz is not in Pretty in Pink. No. no. Doesn't he play Blaine in no. Pretty? In I'm pink? looking up Pretty in Pink now. Get Blaine is played by Andrew McCarthy. Oh, yeah. classic mistake. Yeah, I, I can see how you'd make that mistake. What is Eric Stoltz is a he kind of disappeared like he he was in a he was one of those dudes that like I lump him together with a guy named James LaGrosse where it's like in the 90s every independent film I saw had Eric Stoltz and or James LaGrosse in it and then they just kind of disappeared but he's in that show Caprica right right Eric Stoltz is yeah hmm. I have not seen that show you watched Battlestar did you watch the entire run of Battlestar uh, I did not watch the final half season or whatever it was how did you, how did you not watch the last Live episodes. I watched the cast and crew singing uh, all along the Watchtower. Oh, my God. And decided I was done with so it. So you missed the whole last season then? Okay, is that what I missed? Pretty much. Yeah. Right. You I might have missed I, the last two seasons. I think I, I think it's on streaming now. I may go back and watch it finally. By the way, I will agree with you. That was fucking terrible. I, saw, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I know I've invested three years or whatever into the show already. Nah, no. That more. was that was might be bar none the worst narrative device I've ever seen in a series. I mean, ever. Where they heard the song and they were all singing it. And that's how they all determined who was a Cylon all yeah. of a sudden. Terrible. Crazy. Like, and that was like the secret they had been dangling out there for so long. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, here you go. By the it way. was kind of the premise of the show. Who's a Cylon yeah. and who's not? Yeah. And they used the worst worst possible way to explain who the who the final Cylons were. Did you ever find out? Like there were still like two – because they lost me at Space Cop. And then I came back <laughs> in. I came back in literally for that episode, the All Along the Watchtower episode. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> I'm out. Fool me once, shame on me. Or you. Shame on somebody. Can't fool a fooler. And, uh, <laughs> you fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> it did, but I, even at that point, there were still like one or two Cylons that had, had they were dangling out there that hadn't been... They were still dangling like half of them. 
had uh, did they did it, it ever turn out was it like a Dama uh, Cylon? No, they added they added the, they added a thirteenth Cylon or something like that. They added another one. That they had, I don't know. I At stopped watching by then. And then they revealed who it was, and it was a character that really wasn't all that important, but it did fit into the whole. You know, it did fit in well. Okay. The problem was the first season of Battlestar Galactica was so good and it awesome. ended so well awesome. with yeah. the reveal of a Cylon. Yeah. It, that was great. It began really well, too. That miniseries where they're they're jumping, continually jumping and running. Oh, that's the first episode. The first that's episode. episode so, so good. Like every 33. I rewatched that the other day. I was like, I was actually sitting at home. I was like, man, I really want to watch that episode. I watched it on Netflix. It's, it's awesome. Tremendous. Great, great idea. Um, After the podcast, will you tell me who that person was? Uh, yeah, I will. Okay. I will. Thank I you. mean, you want to, you want to like, listen, if you're that interested, you don't want it spoiled for you. It, it's, it's a couple years old. I, I, don't, I, I, don't listen for the next 15 seconds. It was Sal's, uh, Sal's wife. Uh, oh, that, okay. was, that was always kind of suspect. Who died? Yeah. Yeah, she died. died. And then, so that she was going off the show for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I should stop talking because I don't want to ruin it. It's, people it's, might be back. It's, it's their fault. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen it. Not, even I won't get mad. It's fucking my fault for not watching it. Oh, you didn't know that? Or you no. didn't know that? No, but I mean, it makes sense. I think it does not, make sense. There had always been speculation about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But they were uh, I, they were really great. Um, I, I, liked, I liked all the characters on there. I liked all the actors on that show. There, there was one or two that kind of went nowhere, but that kind of happens when, when a series stuff drops off. But I liked it overall. I liked that guy that played the Chief so much. He was great. Yeah, Saul, right? Was his name Saul? No. no Saul the, was the XO. The mechanic guy? The mechanic who... Uh, um, Grace Parks... Original oh, 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 boyfriend. Oh, oh um, she- God damn, what is his name? The character's name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of looks like a, like Artie Lang. Kind bit. of, yeah. Yeah, like, like a sober Artie Lang. <laughs> sober, sober, successful. Thinner Artie Lang. Yeah, what the hell is his name? You got to look it up, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm looking me. it up. It's going to take me a second. IMDb has really killed all those conversations, hasn't it? You no longer sit really and does, think yeah. of anything. Chief Galen Tyrol. 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 That doesn't resonate with me at all. Galen? That was his name? Yep. Chief? They just called him Chief, I guess? They called him Chief. Chief. Actor's name is Aaron Douglas. Weird. What's he been in lately? He has been in uh, some TV movies, a TV series, Hellcats. Never heard of that. Uh, uh, yeah, nothing nothing really big. But he's still working. Yeah, still working. That's Man. Good for him. So I really watch Mad Men, and, and they just they just wrapped up their fourth season. Good. And uh, it's man, the show is so good. It's such a great show. I, I'm gonna sit down and watch Mad Men. Uh, I owe it to you to watch Mad Men. You should. You should absolutely watch. You it. watched Always Sunny. I have to watch Mad Men, and, and I'm gonna. And uh, they they recast. It's not important at all. This is not a spoiler at all. But they recast one of Don Draper's kids, um, the boy. Uh huh. Still a minor character, but I guess they just recast uh, the actor. But they cast the kid who plays Little Bill O'Reilly on the internet. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see the kid, I'm just like, why did they cast him? It so draws me out of the moment because I want him to go, you are a douchebag, <laughs> you know, or whatever he does. <laughs> There's this kid who, online who, did, who would imitate Bill O'Reilly, a conservative commentator here in America. And uh, he, the kid was great. I mean, really, really funny. And uh, it's just so weird to see him show up in something legitimate like that. Not that what he was doing before was legitimate, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Or he's actually playing a playing a part in a, in a drama series. By yeah. by far though, best show on TV is Mad Men. Yeah. Best show on TV. It has ups and downs, but it is the best show, man. I, so I, 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 I still, I'm still in that place where I watched the whole first season, loved it, was waiting for the second season to came out, and then I got distracted and never went back to it. My wife and I were talking about that, man. You know, we're watching this last episode. We know it's going to be a year or a year and a half before there's any more episodes. Yeah. 
Remember when TV shows just come out in the fall? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of cool. Sopranos ruined that. Sopranos. It is Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos ruined it. They would take fucking two years off or whatever. Also now, it seems like every third week there's no show. Have you noticed that? Like I, I got like I watch all my stuff a couple days late. I have like a rotation where I go like, okay, well now it's time yeah. to watch Running Wild. Now it's time to watch SNL because they're out. Now it's time to watch Thirty Rock. And every week, half of those shows aren't new for some reason. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I gotta say, with Lost, there was a lot of times where they do a big reveal, and I'd be like, oh, who's that? What is this again? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I had to go yeah. back and like read read up on the internet as to why I should understand who this person why you is. Care. I didn't as much as I love The Sopranos. We used to have like Sopranos watching parties and all that shit back in the day. I didn't watch the final season because at that point, I, I just it was so far. Uh, off my radar, yeah. I just couldn't be pulled back into it. I sat down and watched the final episode because I felt like I had to do that. But yeah, I, I missed the entire yeah. final Leading season. Leading up to the final season, I had actually got all the previous seasons on Netflix and watched them all so I remember and I finished like right as the new, that final season started. That's smart. I watched the final season through. You should do that with Mad Men. That's the way That's, you should watch shows now. It's a good idea. Yeah. I did that with Lost. I, I enjoyed the last three episodes of Lost because I caught up on two seasons mm-hmm. right before it and it all made sense to me. <laughs> I wasn't trying to remember anything. Oh, fuck, I had the same thing with Lost. I, have, I still haven't seen the final episode of Lost. Oh, really? No, I just know about it because I, I had you guys tell me about it, but I haven't watched it. That's a great episode. Well, the last, what did you think of the last episode of Sopranos? It was fine. I liked it. I yeah, mean, I didn't have any problems with it. There was, um, I, I think we, we may have even talked about this but before. The editing was like, a little how weird do on the you, cut. How do you end that show, you know? It's, 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 it's just a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're it either going to go to prison or, I mean, yeah, whatever. We talked about it. <laughs> I'll tell you a show that I really liked that I gave up on was The Wire. I am still, uh, I still haven't finished watching season one, but I love it. Love every second of, I see of it. But it's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. You just get taken away and then it's hard to, it's hard to find time in your busy life to get back to it, you know? So Jeff and I laughed our asses off on Friday night <laughs> through whatever 90 minutes of Jackass, however long it was. Uh-huh. We were in that really nice movie theater with the big recliners. Only seats 40 people. And we were, Jeff and I were just cackling like maniacs the entire time. I bet, I guarantee you there were 36 people in that. Well, 38, because our, our wives probably hated us, too, that wanted to kill us. Were you, like, the only two laughing? Oh, yeah. People would, like, chuckle, and there would be, like, some, you know, like, some polite laughter. But I was, like, I was guffawing. <laughs> and I, I, like, I was I'm pointing like, at the screen and, you know. <laughs> And then they were said, you talking back you know, to the repeating, screen? Repeating, like, did you see what he just did? Oh, no. I, I was, oh, I was talking the entire time. I was like, oh, God, no. Like, don't, go near, don't go near the donkey. You know, all that stuff. Oh, God. Okay, oh, bye-bye. I guess, <laughs> okay, let's, bye-bye. Let's, let's, so we don't spoil too much. Let's talk about two stunts they did. You pick one, I'll pick one. And okay. so you, talked, you mentioned the donkey one. I'll talk about the donkey stunt. Just because it's a stunt revolving Aaron McGarity and a donkey. And it's, it's not the best stunt in the movie or anything, but his reaction is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I've never seen a person shake in the way that he shook doing the stunt. It was like, it was bizarre, dude. It was really funny. It was might be the most scared I've ever seen a human well, being. Be on film. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the... <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, you okay, talk about it. They played, we'll only talk about two they things. Played a, they played a game called Pin the Tail on the Donkey. <laughs> so they blindfolded Aaron McCarthy, wow. had him in his underwear, and he had like a thing he had to put on a donkey. He had a pin. He had a to pin put a, a pin on the back of the donkey. I don't know if maybe he didn't have a pin on it, but he never even got close. He never got close. <laughs> and, he, and the donkey kicked him once, and then he had to do it again, and that's when he started shaking, and they were pushing him forward, and he didn't want to go, and the donkey kicked him in the dick. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. It was pretty bad. It was so great. It was pretty bad. I I think the other – I like the animal stuff. I think more than anything else because animals are just terrible. And this probably is the best I'm talking about, but it's the one that I remember the most, which is 
they wanted to know if, if music would soothe the savage beast. <laughs> so they gave Steve-O a tuba and Ryan Dunn a trombone, and they got in, like, a corral with a ram. And he's trying to play this trombone, like, and the ram is just fucking – it was just plowing Ryan Dunn over and over again. And it, it didn't seem to matter. Steve-O, it wasn't even interested in Steve-O. Well, he kept going, Steve-O, get in here and help. Oh, my God, help. He was dying. And Steve-O got his, like, pants caught on the fence, and he couldn't get in there. <laughs> yeah, convenient. <laughs> he was just wailing on Ryan Dunn. That ram fucked him up, dude. It was so great. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> God, I gotta see that movie. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> I will say this too. They are not afraid to make Wee Man fly. Do you remember in one of the previous Jackasses? I don't know if it was the TV show or one of the movies. When they put him on a parachute in front of a swamp fan. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackass, Jackass 2, two yeah. yeah. It was a swan, one of the swamp yeah. boats with a huge fan. And remember how he flipped and flew across yeah. the water? That was amazing. And there's some stuff like that with Wee Man in here. And I, you know, I, I I hope those guys are making tons of money because they are they are just killing themselves. They did a midget, bit, or sorry, a little people bit in that movie that is unbelievable. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Hope, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but it kept getting worse and worse and hope, funnier. Hopefully, I get a chance to go check it out. This you should weekend. definitely go see. It. You gotta see it in the They theater. made fifty million bucks opening weekend. I was weekend. about to say it's, it's like an October highest, record, right? Highest opening October ever. Yeah, and they deserve every penny of it. I hope they get some of that money. You should be prepared, though. They do a lot of poop stuff I, in this. Yeah, they did a, They did an uncomfortable amount already in Jackass 2. They do so too much. It. They went... Yeah, the uh, the poop stuff is worse than Jackass 2, for sure. God. And uh, there is one scene that made... Like, Griffin, who's got a pretty strong stomach, had to leave the theater because she was going to throw up. Wow. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. I'm not going to bring I'm it up. I'm going to start retching. Bernie, okay. Bernie couldn't handle it. It didn't... I wasn't gross to me, but... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. Oh, man, but Bernie's got a gross look on his really face. They get that watery. Well, I'm getting that watery face. <laughs> it's pretty uh, gross. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up so Bernie can go get some fresh air. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I bet I can make him puke by talking about it. I don't want to spoil it. Gross. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening. No problem. Terrible.